Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and this week is an extra special week on The Good Vanilla because we have a guest. He is one half of the wildly successful and hilarious podcast, Watch What Crappens, which celebrates all things Bravo and beyond. He is a writer, a blogger, but perhaps most importantly, a fan of Ina Garten. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Ben Mandelker. Hi, Nick. How are you? I am well. Welcome to The Good Vanilla. You're here. Are you excited? Oh, I am really excited, actually. <laughs> really, really excited that A, that there's a podcast that covers this very important topic, and that B, I get to talk about it for however long we get to talk about That's it. That's right. Undiluted Ina. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I'm probably going to say that at least 400 more times. I am such a fan of you and Ronnie and your work, and I, I'm so excited to talk about the Barefoot Contessa with you. Thank you. And I, I, I want to jump right in, really. I, mm-hmm. I gave you some questions to prepare. I think there's one question that I want to ask that I feel you'll be able to answer as well, too, but I'll sprinkle that in. So what I usually talk about with all my guests on The Good Vanilla is is really like the question of what does Ina Garten mean to you, which is like the essay that I've always dreamed mm-hmm. of writing. But how long, when did Ina first uh, appear on your radar? I believe that Ina first appeared on my radar around 2005. I think that's when she first made a splash. 2005 was the, that was the year that I learned how to truly cook. Prior to then, you know, my cooking experience was throwing a chicken breast uh, into some store-bought marinade and putting it onto my George Foreman grill. Oh, the George uh, Foreman. Yes. Yeah, like that was that was my vibe. I was tw- in 2005. I was, uh, what was I? I was about 20, 26 or so, 27 maybe. Mm-hmm. I was I was unemployed, and you know, for me, cooking meant going to Costco and buying French bread pizza and mac and cheese and all those things. And I'd burn through all those pre-made foods and then go back to Costco. And I was like, this is really expensive. And I was like, I need to start learning how to cook. And so I turned on the Food Network in 2005, and Giada De Laurentiis was actually on doing a, yeah, Giada, it was Everyday Italian. Oh, yes. Throwback. (laughs) And she was doing an episode that was, I forget what it was called, but it was essentially like Italian for beginners. Not to be confused with Ina Garten's episode, Italian for beginners. Exactly. (laughs) But, um, uh, But I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this. And so... From I, from Jada, I started to really be like, okay, I'm gonna start downloading recipes from the Food Network. I'm gonna yeah. start cooking. Like, start like I'm learning pasta because I can make this stretch more because I'm unemployed. And yes. the thing was at that time, everyday Italian was followed by Barefoot Contessa. So I was like a little Ina would bleed into my Jada every every day, and then eventually I started watching Ina more and more. And then I was like, wait a second. I love this woman with every ounce of my soul. And that's how the the love affair began. How it all began. I remember those days. I would like, I was, I think I was still like a a junior in high school somewhere around there too, but I would race home and it was like that, really like that four o'clock to five o'clock hour that was like Mm -hmm. golden. I feel like I, I, and, and you know, it's changed over the years too, but I feel like it was like Barefoot Contessa, then like maybe the Pioneer Woman was after that. I like Reed Drummonds. I know a lot of people. Yeah. No, I mean, Reed yeah. Re is like, I, I enjoy the Pioneer Woman. I mean, like there's definitely times, a lot of head scratching moments, but that's part of the fun. You yeah, know? those poor kids. That's what I always say. They have to get up at like all hours of the morning. I know. Well, I, honestly, I just Oof. will always remember a, bear, a, a Pioneer Woman episode where she's like, Today, it's just me and my lady friends, and so we're going to be wild. I'm making a goat cheese salad. I was like, whoa, Ree, don't <laughs> don't overdo it. Like, calm, yeah, calm yourself. Slow your role, Ree. Yeah, she's great. I mean, I also think her husband's, like, very handsome and mysterious lad with his, like, yeah. you know, uh, it's sort of like Paul Hollywood eyes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those, like a Mykonos sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that in a long time. But, yeah. you know, back in 2005, I hate to sound like, you know, that annoying thing like food network isn't 
about cooking anymore. You know, it's like that same old thing, like yes. MTV isn't about music videos, but the truth is it's kind of true. Yeah. And at that time in 2005, you like in the afternoon, you would have like some lineup that was like Rachel Ray and you had Sandra Lee and you had, I mean, not saying that these are all great, but you had that one woman, Robin, something or another who was like, like yeah. here's a, like here's a meal and then you can make up like six other meals of it across the week. And then yep. you had Aida Mullenkamp with that guy who was on her show, like her like sidekick. <laughs> there was there at Alton Brown. You had like, you just had yeah, like that's this true. whole lineup and, um, even at Paula Dean, I mean, she's problematic, but like you, yeah, had, that the point she was is that you had a, a, you had a wealth of like cooking that would go mm. for several hours and you'd start watching one and watch the next and the next and be filled with all these ideas. And now it feels like the cooking shows on food network are relegated to like two hours in the early morning on the East coast, which means super early on the West coast. If yeah. you're watching like that. And then the rest is just like chopped and nothing but chopped. I was going to say Chopped, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and like uh, like the Bobby show. Flay. Yeah, yeah. It's all very, yeah. I don't need that noise. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, it's like not not my MTV, not my Food Network, really. it's no. I do miss having that time. And I mean, I don't, I mean, so many people don't have cable nowadays, too. So I don't really know, but like... I mean, God bless Discovery Plus. That was like one of the best days. And I'm sure you you were subscribed long before because it's like a there's a plethora of reality TV on Discovery Home, Plus. House Hunters, etc. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's very it's very disappointing to me that you can't turn to the Food Network to get food inspiration in, in a proper way. I don't yes. mind the game shows, but the game shows have taken over. They have. And it's like you know, I just think I just try to think about what Susie Fogelson would have thought, you know, back <laughs> back when she was still with the network doing Food Network Star. I think she would yes. be really disappointed with the direction she and Bob Tushman. I know. It, well, this is like perfect for my next question too. So with all this like, you know, riffraff that we're talking about nowadays too and and really kind of getting back to the roots of the Barefoot Contessa, the show. It's like mm -hmm. what what do you think for you and really amongst all those shows that we just mentioned too, makes the Barefoot Contessa and Ina Garden for that matter stand out? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I think the show originally stood out because A, at the end of the day, her recipes are just great. They they almost foolproof. I, I, I really cannot think of any like full on failures. Maybe some that were like maybe not quite as successful, but like honestly of I I say this with no hyperbole, I really feel like almost every recipe I've made of hers has worked and has mm -hmm. been at the worst, very good, and at the best, excellent. A hit, so, yeah. So like, I think her stuff is good. I think she's got the aspirational lifestyle thing. And I think, you know, in the tooth, in the, in the aughts, her show, her show did something that I thought was so smart that has totally gotten away from, which I think is a shame, but it was like filled with all these little vignettes and you kind of got to know these people in her life and she yes. did these little things. And it was, there was like a weirdly, like a subtly serialized element to it. Like these people that would come into her life, like TR or Miguel or Michael. And, yes. and um, it made you like, it sort of like brought you into her world in a way that other cooking shows can't do. That's true. It's like other people, they don't venture outside their house really where Ina, like we, I saw more of the East Hamptons than, you know, I ever saw of like Reed Drummond's ranch. Maybe she's mm -hmm. probably, actually, she's probably one of the closest to Ina, like as far right. as like going out in the truck and you know, mm -hmm. visiting yeah, and the kids. Maybe they're the same production company. Are they the same? I think they, they are. They might be. It's, it's, I mean, it's like Granada. Yeah. I can't remember. It's Pacific productions. I follow them on Instagram I because I think they also do, um, Nigella, are you a Nigella fan? Yeah, you know I haven't seen a lot of Nigella, but I've, okay. every time I've seen her, I've really enjoyed her. But, She's great. Um, She's a great Ina alternative, sort of mm -hmm. same vibe, but sort of you know I, Ina after it's about dark. personality. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Ina after dark. Yeah, I, the thing is also Ina has a great personality too. Like she's, I thought in the beginning I was drawn to her because I thought she was actually kind of awkward because she was sort of had these stiff line readings, but then yes. I actually found that was part of her charm. And I love her like little, she has these little jokes, but the jokes feel like relatable jokes. Like the thing that someone would say to you in a kitchen, you know, like yeah. her little, like uh, cook's best, best tools, your hands. Yeah, clean or hands. Like, Try not to get it all over you. 
you know, yeah, stuff she like loves that. the nurse, the nurse joke. And when she, she has oh. a friend, and she's like, nurse or something like that. <laughs> yes. Doctor. Gentlemen, start your spoons. She loves that one too. Yeah. It so, is great. Like, there's like a, just a way that she relates to the camera that feels very personal. Like she just, she doesn't feel like she's an on air personality. She just feels like she's someone who is just in the kitchen with you. Yeah, just like us, but also not like us, because it's like I, a lot of times when I have a guest on or I talk to about Ina with other people, it's like she's not Martha Stewart. She doesn't feel as stuffy as Martha Stewart, because I think Ina has a better sense of humor about herself, mm-hmm. too. And like she has to know that people yeah. like But I laugh like this episode we're going to talk about today. I laughed several times during it because yes. it is just truly wild. But that's also part of the draw is her line deliveries and like I always love a good ending of a Barefoot Contessa episode some of them are truly wild um, yeah. like the, if yeah. the tent be rocking don't come a knocking you know that's a classic mm. uh, with Jeffrey <laughs> yeah yeah and and like she when she's like cracking up at the end you know at a good party that's always good when she's like laughing and barely can catch her breath just like Yes. Um, like like an like an unending laugh where she's like <laughs> you know you're like like she's having a great time yeah this one you know? specifically she is really feeling that awkward silence at the end too so I can't wait to talk about that but you're as far as that community this is the question that I was gonna ask and maybe it's a, a good time it's like who's your favorite like ancillary character in East Hampton you know the real housewives of East Hampton mm. but like also it's just the gays and I know you know yeah I mean, I feel like it's almost cliche to say Michael. Michael's like a really Michael. good one. Miguel is I, my favorite. I do. I met Miguel once. Yeah. At an no airport. way. He was at LAX, and I go, "Excuse me, are you Miguel?" <laughs> He's like, "Yes." I was like, "Oh, I love a barefoot contestant." He's like, "Oh yeah, she's great." Oh. Um, but uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who are the ones that I really like. There's my, you know, yeah. There's TR, but I don't love TR. I think TR is kind of like. A little cocky, you know. A little bit. He's really good on camera, though. Like I, I all the, all these episodes I've recapped too. It's like he's a natural, and I think that's and he's oh. like very handsome. Go ahead. I know, obviously, dearly departed Anna Pump. Anna Pump, yes, exactly. Anna Pump, my favorite. Yes. Who, who I I don't know if they ever caught the person who who hit her, but like that was such a travesty. But I love Anna Pump. I, it's. The, the women, I, I mean, I love Barbara, her assistant, who's maybe not her Barbara, assistant, yes. Barbara Libeth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, Lighty, uh, Lighty, who now has a very successful career going on. Yes, like also a Pittsburgh native, such as myself. Mm-hmm. So, oh. uh, yeah, so that was cool. I, I mean, her story is like, I just DM Dinah and asked her to be on, like, to do her social media. But I feel like she also had some connections behind the scenes Must there have. as well. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean, that is every gay gay's dream and gal's dream really is to yeah. just hang out with Ina. Ugh. He accepted into Ina's inner circle and then Yes. I wonder if Ina was at her wedding because I saw that lady <gasps> got married this past weekend. Like, what would Ina wear to a wedding? I don't know. I don't think Ina would go. One thing I also really like about <laughs> Ina is that she has I think very strong boundaries. Yes. Like she's very her whole vibe is like she's just your friend whatever but if you really read between the lines of everything that she does with the Food Network and how she relates to the public she's really all about boundaries and I respect it so much. She's like if you ever go to her cookbook signing, which I've gone to two of them, nice. they move you right along. It's very quick. She um like she would not do that that make a make a wish thing like back. That was her controversy. Yes. And I was like, she has boundaries, guys. She has boundaries. Yeah. And like uh just various stories I've heard at like Q and A's where people will ask her questions and she sort of like shoots them down. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if she's not gonna do if she doesn't want to do it, she's not gonna do it. And I respect that so much about her. Yeah, I've been to I not been to a book signing. I saw I've seen her twice. She's come to Pittsburgh on book tours and just sort of and, and she sells out like these big theaters in Pittsburgh too. And you know, it's great. They play her theme music and it's just like the gays and a bunch of moms just like it you would have yeah. thought it was like the Beatles and she answers questions. There wasn't any can't think of any awkward question like that, but yeah, again, I feel like she also tolerates children and dogs but doesn't mm-hmm. really want them in her house <laughs> yes because i know that like if you're filming and uh, everything i've heard is that you've got to put on booties oh, and it's like I a see. whole process you know like she's she's not fucking around oh That's i don't know true. If can, are, is this a is this a no yeah absolutely okay. let it fly <laughs> <laughs> um so we talked about food network personalities too we talked about nigella because she's on the food channel i yeah. feel 
I actually really like Giada. I know a lot of women hate Giada, <laughs> and I, I get it. Like, the pronunciation, that sort of, like, branding mm-hmm. change for her to just, like, really lean into that. But I I do like how her show operates. I, I like the stuff that she makes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm try- I, Do you watch... It's like, I kind of got away from it, but have you ever watched The Kitchen? It's like the five of them. I, I can't. I watched it once on a plane, it's, and yeah. they were... To me, it was like a parody of a morning show. They were yeah. all laughing so aggressively. They they had to like, uh, what's her face? Um, had, Sunny had Anderson. To, Sunny oh, Anderson yeah. had to make some some. She made some sort of crazy thing. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a shake or whatever. It did not. It looked like one of those things that like the that the Food Network staff came up with, gave it to her. They were in a rush. It was like, you know, this, the famous story about Sandra Lee's Kwanzaa cake where, like, basically these, oh, these food producers Lord, are yes. given – they have to do, come up with so many things that sometimes they just mail it in. And they, there's this awful-looking thing, and they all had to sit there and laugh, and it was so fake and annoying. I was like, I, I, was like, I love me some Carla. I love, yes. you know, Sonny Anderson. Great. But I'm like, this – I can't do it. Not, can't yeah, do it. it's not really – they all don't have, like, a cohesive sort of chemistry together, too. No. And, yeah, but and I do like Jeff Morrow. I think he's also handsome too. Like, but I, I like him and Sonny together. Like, I just kind of want to see them do something. But um, mm-hmm. and Sandra Lee, I mean, another one that's just like this. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. I, I think they need to bring her back just for, because it was always like you weren't really making her recipes. You were just more like watching and seeing. She, if in many ways, she kind of is like the predecessor to social media cooking, TikTok, Instagram cooking, like all that. Like before any of that was around, it was Sandra Lee. Like that was sort of what Sandra Lee was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but she never quite got there. Just making these like horrific things with lots of mayo and sour cream. And mm-hmm. like, the concept of was semi-homemade was good. And I think it like came, truly came to its fruition in the era of tasty and like, yeah, you know, things like, like the the feta cheese pasta on TikTok, oh, Lord, but yeah, but Sandra Lee couldn't quite get there on her own. Yeah, my I, it's like my grandma really loves Sandra Lee though, because she's like, you know, it's a little bit of fresh stuff and it's stuff you have in the pantry. It's like that's like the key demographic, and there's like mm-hmm. stuff for leftovers. But yeah, it's like that would be fun to have her back, bring her back. Yeah, um, she was so interesting. Like her and her, t- her crazy tablescapes, uh, which. I feel like I would like to touch back on when we talk about this episode. We will, yes, because there's an infamous sort of like, yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> so you, you talked about um, recipes that you've either made or tasted, too, that are that have come out really great. What mm-hmm. Do you have any go-tos? Because I myself own Tons. a lot of her cookbooks and do not follow through. and But I've tasted a lot mm-hmm. of her stuff, too. So, yeah, lay it on me. Um, I mean, there are so many, I've made so many Ina Garten recipes over nice. the years, like so many. It's hard for me to think of like, what are like the the best of all time, but there are some yeah. that I definitely return to over and over again. Just this, this past weekend, I made her carrot and pineapple cake, which is not to be confused with her carrot cake with, she has like, like a mascarpone carrot cake with like crystallized ginger in it. I've never made that one, mm-hmm. but I've made the carrot and pineapple cake, which I'm not, I, I'm not actually sure that's in any of her cookbooks. That one might be something you have to find online. But that is my go-to carrot cake. It is phenomenal. Um, she has a recipe. I forget which book it is. It's, I think it's How Easy Is That? But it could be foolproof. But okay. um, it's uh, it's like an open-faced tuna and hummus sandwich. It's like mm. a tuna salad with hummus uh, with like radishes on top. I love and radish. And I'm telling you, yes. it is like... It is transformative. That's probably one of her very best recipes. Every time I have it, I'm like, how can a sandwich be this good? Like it is, it is shocking. I've, I've made it for people and they're like, this is insane because like the hummus then and the tuna salad recipe itself all together with the sourdough, with the radishes, it will, it will, it's divine. divine. Nice. I would have never thought that. So that's good. I'm going to try it. That's, I, I, I think like a, that's like one of her very best recipes. Um, cool. Uh, I used to make her chicken piccata all the time. I haven't mm. made it in a very long time, but that used to be a standard for me. I used to, one of my go-tos for her was also, she has a scallops Provencal I used to make all the time. Yes. I've sort of gotten away from that one. You know, sort of go through phases with recipes. Yeah. I used to make her white lasagna. It was like a mushroom lasagna that yes. used to be in the rotation mm-hmm. all the time. And that one's great. Um, I mean, there's just, there's so many. I'm like, 
What about desserts? Any desserts at all? Um, yeah, well, there's the carrot cake, and then yeah, there's, that's true. Yeah, uh, I mean, she has obviously her famous brownies and her famous cookies, which are which are yeah. good. I'm trying to think of which are the. I've, I've definitely made a bunch of her desserts, but I'm kind of like blanking on which of of the ones that I just really, really loved. I mean, one of the things that yeah, go ahead. Her ice box cake is great. Yes. Oh it's my a gosh! Great, easy thing. The ice yes. box cake is phenomenal. With those Tate's cookies, yeah. Mm, because it's a mocha ice box cake here, or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. But you can get away just using Chips Ahoy. I've oh yes, Ahoy. my grandma makes that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it totally <laughs> found Chips Ahoy. Um, what are some other good desserts? I know that she has like that brownie pudding, which is pretty good. I yes. just remember that one. Um, I remember making an apple cake, that was very good. There, nice. I'm sort of drawing some blanks, but there, I, I seem, I really want. Well, the coconut cake that's in the episode we're going to talk about. I've never made that one, but I've heard that one. It is looks excellent. real good. Yeah. yeah. Also, just in general, to her chocolate cake. Like I've had, like my oh, friend, of course. Nikki, my Betty's, friend Nikki Betty's is like a cake. huge Ina fan, and like for every, like for her son's birthday, she always makes either like a chocolate cake or like cupcakes. It is like. It's where I first learned about like coffee going into chocolate things, and really I've never yes. looked back because it truly is. She describes it perfectly. It's like you don't know what's there, but like it just makes the chocolate it's, more chocolatey. It's so true. That's a word. Yeah, so it's true. Delicious. Um, she, uh, um, yeah, that cake is is classic. Although some people have trouble with it, I guess it like acts up weirdly for some people. Oh, um, like I don't know why, hmm. but it had some. Pe- there's there's some finesse, I guess, with it. But, sure. Um, her French toast recipe, her holla French toast recipe. Oh yes, is my go-to French toast recipe, and um, I really like her sour cream uh, pancake. That her pancake recipe was my pancake recipe, but I've now switched over to um, Allison Roman's pancake recipe in the New York Ooh, Times. Oh, nice! There we excellent. go. Yeah, breakfast food is a must, and Ina, I I do love Ina's attention to brunch and breakfast too. I I always get excited. I always love when an episode starts out with dessert too, when she starts mm. making dessert first. But great, well. That gives us a good list, and myself a good list. I got to try that open-faced hummus. I love how Ina yeah. says hummus. She says hummus sometimes. Yes, she does. And it drives yeah. – my boyfriend is Lebanese, and he just like he's like, what did she just say? Because it really <laughs> does change, some, but it's pretty much always hummus. I spell yeah. like H-O-O-M-I-S in my notes when I talk about it, but uh, it's good stuff. But I'll definitely yeah. try that. Um, uh, also, I have yeah. to say, um, she has – a recipe she has a a leg of lamb recipe she has i think two leg of lamb recipes the one oh wait side note before again the leg yeah. of lamb one another great recipe of hers is the salmon with the melting tomatoes melting cherry tomatoes oh i don't think i know that one excellent salmon recipe and then she also has a salmon with it's like a mustard and soy sauce salmon that was one of the first dishes that i really started to cook very easy but uh, she has a leg of lamb recipe that's like leg of lamb with like um, cherry tomatoes and like a balsamic. And it was, it was so, so good. And it was so perfect. And that, that not only was it so perfect, I took a picture of it and I put it on Instagram <laughs> and Ina Garten herself <gasps> commented saying that looks great. Whoa. Yes. I mean, pack it up. Yeah. You did it. You did it. I was it. done. I was yeah. shocked. Shocked. Have you, have you, besides a book signing, have you ever seen Ina Garten in the wild at all? I feel no, like few have. You I know? have some really good friends who live in the Hamptons, and they see her, and I'm so jealous. But I have, and I've I, seen her house. I've seen her house, but I've okay, never actually seen that's her. good. Yeah, I, I feel like my my goal when I retire is to do like a barefoot contessa like tour of the Hamptons. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like start windmill. that loaves yeah. and fishes. Yeah, just hit up yeah. all the spots. Um, you know, Michael's flower shop. You know, with his oh, orange sweater. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You have to go. It would be great. Um. Well, my last question, of course, I couldn't really get away from this, uh, you being such a Bravo, Bravo-holic, really. Um, what, so I, I myself, uh, just to kind of explain my relationship with the Housewives, through, uh, I feel like this is a lot of people. I feel like the Real, the Real Housewives, especially for gay men, is like Mecca. It's like you got to go at least once, and mm-hmm. typically you start with New York because that's what everyone tells you to start with. So I have watched all of New York. I did skip a couple seasons and this is like a very carefully like, you know, I watched the reunions of like five and six and mm. I actually skipped all of eight, which is like the Luann Tom stuff. I know. Wow, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back. I know it is. I know. 
Um, so, but other than that, I'm I'm all caught up and you know obsessed with it. And then I started listening to <laughs> Watch What Crappens, and I I mean I God bless you for keeping all those episodes up too because I would scroll and it was like the yeah. like the Price Is Right <laughs> wheel, you know what I mean? I would just scroll because I had to hear the recaps. Um, and so I'm pretty well versed, you know, um, I'm currently watching Girls Trip, of course, and mm. and I'm watching Beverly Hills and it's my first foray into Beverly Hills. So I don't. OK. And it's an interesting season because it's kind of slow. You know, it's like I'm waiting that's, for stuff to happen and I don't really like know the these... Beverly Hills way. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard you talk about it, you know, on the podcast, too, that like. New York just like works through so much drama like so quickly, but like one thing in Beverly Hills will last an entire season, which I I don't love, but I'm getting used to it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you should really watch season one of Beverly Hills because it was just so amazing. There there have been some really great seasons of Beverly Hills, but like in between the great ones, it can be a little dull. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. I've heard. I yeah, my um my friend Colin, he and my friend Jody, um, who are both super excited that we're having this conversation. They both say hi. <laughs> hi uh, uh, they, they, they are ready to give me the roadmap for Beverly Hills, which um, you know it's the greatest thrill. It is exciting when someone that you don't know is getting into one of these franchises to just kind of provide that roadmap. Mm. Um, but my question to you, um, our last question before we dive in this episode, is which Roni housewife? Uh, past or present, would you love to see as a guest on the Barefoot Contessa? And you can name more than one. I should have put that in my little mm-hmm. like my little note to you before we started. But uh, what do you got? Who would you love? I mean, to I see? think it's pretty pretty obvious. It has to be Dorinda. I feel like yes, Dorinda yes. is. First of all, I once went on to like a Clubhouse or something like that, and Dorinda was on, and I and <laughs> I was talking to her about cooking. I, I told her she should make a cookbook. She's like, oh, I'm working on it. But uh, we talked about Ina Garten. She's like, oh, I really like Ina Garten. Yeah, she's really good. But I feel like of the Roni ladies, she is the one who I feel like really seems to understand cooking. Like mm-hmm. understands like the, the, the act and the, the enjoyment of it. I mean, Bethany is technically a cook or a chef. Depending on I know yes, Kelly Benson. Careful there, careful, yeah. But um, but I feel like it's and and Sonia has a toaster oven that she makes little pizzas in. But I feel like Dorinda has like like she I feel like she's the one that would go and read cookbooks and like maybe Jill Zarin too. I think Jill Zarin, Ooh. I would not be surprised. I think Jill Zarin probably does too, but I feel like I would wanna see Dorinda just messing around with Ina Garten, drinking cocktails. Yes. I would be wonderful. I feel like Jill would bring Allie and Bossy, Bossy, her little dog. You know what I mean? And Ina would be annoyed by it. But excellent choices. I I also feel like it would be like this, like smattering of an episode. Like I personally think I would love to see Luann. She would make Mm -hmm. eggs a la Francaise. It would be great. You know, there's so much, you know, Contessa is like the Italian word for countess anyway. And I feel like there's just so much there. But I feel like... It would be great to have like a cutaway, you know, like and now you know, like she'll toss it over like Bobby Flay or something. And he's going to show us how to make a milkshake. But like to go to Bluestone Manor or like Ramona's house yes. and have Ramona leading what I'm what I want. The energy I want for this segment is when <laughs> I forget what season it was, but when Ramona's giving that speech about domestic violence and yes. like Dorinda comes in and she's like, don't you ever say that? Don't don't you ever do that to me again? <laughs> and Sonia's just like, oh, she's crying already. And <sighs> I just feel like that would be great energy. And then I do think that like Bethany has like such Jeffrey energy. She'd come in mm. in the end and be like, what's going on? What, you know, what's this? What's this? What, oh, this looks good. You know, she'll come in and pick at everything. That's where she yeah. fits, I feel. I mean, I feel like there, I, I, I would love the comedy of seeing Ina paired with all these women, but I feel Ugh. like the one where she would have the best chemistry would be with Dorinda. I feel like Luann would be trying to do her own thing. And Ina would, yes. you know, be on the sidelines being like, nurse, nurse. But like, <laughs> I, by the way, I, my least favorite version of Ina is when she is like this, on the side because she's forced to ask dumb questions like, so what is kimchi or whatever? Questions that I feel like she actually knows the answers to, but like she has to ask them as like in order to make the show move forward. And I don't mm-hmm. like Ina being the dumb one, being the dumb sidekick. Like Ina is our star. I think they need to be the sidekicks. But I think that like yes. Luann, it would be an uneasy energy with Luann. I feel like it would like maybe two alphas 
Ramona is a disaster that would never be. I don't want to subject <laughs> my dear Ina to Ramona. I know. And uh, Bethany, I think, would also be domineering. I think they would have like a, a decent, a decent chemistry, you know. But it would not be, it would not, not be, be as Dorinda. warm as Dorinda. Dorinda yeah. is Dorinda is my number one. Just you know, for all intents and purposes, like I do feel like she has that. Like I mean, especially with this girls' trip, like it's it is just like she loves to entertain. Mm-hmm. But she has rules, you know what I mean? And I feel like yeah. her and Ina could vibe in that way, too. They they both have their boundaries. <laughs> yeah, Let's just say. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Well, lovely. I I love those answers. Um, let's get into this episode. My goodness. Um, yes. So you picked, this is season eight, episode six, All Aboard. And I usually do a little reading of Ina here. So oh. I just want to say at the very beginning, her collar is like freshly starched here. Oh, it's, it's up. It's, it's ready. It's perky. So Ina says. Yeah, by the way, before you say what Ina says, I chose this episode because of this prologue. This is one of my favorite. This might be <laughs> this. I think this is my favorite prologue of all the Barefoot Contessas. Stop number two. I think number two is maybe when Patricia Wells comes to town. She's like. Somebody call the fun police. But this yes. one, this one here. It's good. You know, I was very upset. The episode I wanted to find was the one where she went to the movies and I could have sworn to God. There was like, I think it was like an episode where it was like, it's a busy day for Ina or it's a rainy day. And I just remember she went to the movie theater and like the Matrix was playing. And I just thought it was the funniest thing that Ina went Wait. to the Matrix. Yes, I remember the end of this. It might be a, an episode that I already covered or it's just somewhere in my brain. I but tried I do to remember... find it last night. I tried so hard I couldn't. Yeah. I um I had my friend Jody who we just mentioned previously. She tried to look for it too, and I I don't know what that episode's called, but I I do remember her walking into the movie theater. Yeah, and she had like, like a marquee. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, she had yes. a raincoat on. The marquee was over there, and I just seem to remember <sighs> it said that? Matrix Revolutions, and I was just like the the thought that like yes. Ina was going to see the Matrix. I could be remembering it incorrectly. It's probably like Shakespeare in Love, but in my sure. mind, it's the Matrix, and I'm like, I just love that Ina's going to go see the Matrix. Yes, I mean. That would be great. Okay, so, I mean, the pressure's on here. Okay, so, um, no, it's all great. Uh, So she says, (laughs) since we live by the water, Jeffrey's always saying, let's get a boat. I think, oh, great. I'm going to learn how to sail. Then I'm going to be making lunch. And then at the end, I'm going to be swabbing down the deck. I don't think so. So when my friends Bobby and Barbara Lieberman invited us on their new tugboat, I thought, great, I'll make lunch. So we're starting with fresh lime daiquiris and a spicy eggplant with toasted pita triangles. Then, since it's lunch on the water, I'm making orzo with roasted shrimp, easy to serve and a whole meal in itself. And for dessert, slices of barefoot of a barefoot classic, coconut cake, just the thing for an afternoon on the water. This is my idea of boating, a delicious lunch with friends on somebody else's boat. And then at a hmm, I love when she. <laughs> I love the hmm. hmm. That's my favorite. Yes. <laughs> well, some of my favorite cold opens are when she grills with Jeffrey. She's like, I hope we don't have to call the fire department. Hmm. <laughs> but I love when she just shades Jeffrey. Like, well, wow, I left so the mean to him. Sometimes. I hope the house doesn't burn down. Me leaving Jeffrey alone. It's always like he has yes. to make ice cream, and it's like. Hmm, I wonder how Jeffrey's doing. I mean, there was that episode where she's like, one time he ran over his laptop in the driveway, hmm. <laughs> which is just great. Well, I just, I love in this episode, the reason why I love this cold open is, first of all, I love her sass about, about boating. I love, yeah, she I doesn't don't want think to. So. She doesn't want that boat, yeah. No, but then I just love the twist that her friends have a tugboat. And I just the idea of Ina getting on a tugboat. Like, so my friends... Barbara and Bobby Lieberman have tugboats. And by the way, Barbara and Bobby Lieberman, to me, are the villains of Barefoot Contessa. Barbara Lieberman, she thinks... Barbara Lieberman is so competitive with Ina. And, like, you, she's so... Like, every time she comes on, I'm like, oh, fucking Barbara Lieberman. <laughs> yes, I have railed against her on previous episodes. I just... I don't trust her. I think mm-hmm. she... I was like, I'm sure she might be nice, but I also feel like she's made some, like some servers cry you know what i mean like she's or like she makes the like people take her coupons expired coupons you know i just yeah there's something Mm -hmm. about i'm so glad do not not trust barbara lieberman she's always (laughs) and when she she even got one of her like she's even started to have a presence in the cookbooks like she even got a (gasps) i think there was like a grilled cheese recipe and like she's even been in some pictures but there was a grilled cheese recipe that was like the best grilled cheese ever made this is from barbara lieberman i was like oh she's like 
we can do better than Barbara Lieberman's grilled cheese recipe, okay? Yeah. <laughs> know your role, Barbara, okay? And, Barbara. And, and Bobby's just kind of... He's fine. He's just... Yeah. He's at this, it's years of He's years just of a dopey abuse. old guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's I got his tugboat. <laughs> yeah. Barbara runs the ship, but uh, Barbara... Bobby's got his tugboat. <laughs> yeah, and like when Barbara brings things to potluck, she's like, here's something that I made. Like, you know what, Barbara? Don't try to compete with Ina, okay? <laughs> Ina's the star. She's the icon. Yes. It's very nice that you made something. But don't try to don't try to out Ina Ina, okay, Barbara? Yeah, I'm so that that is the best possible way to word that. She is she specifically is the the true villain of the Barefoot Contessa. She like, is the world, the universe, the multiverse, <laughs> yeah, of the extended universe. Okay, so the first thing she makes is this roasted shrimp with orzo. This looks delicious. Have you ever had this? I mean, I could just imagine. I have. How, oh, what I have. It's it is it's it's a great dish. It just works. It's. It's good for for really any occasion. It's good for lunch. It's good for dinner. It could be a side. It could be a main. It's it's very simple. I'm trying to remember if I've made it. I know my friend Andrea definitely made it. My mm-hmm. friend Andrea and I actually used to host uh, Barefoot Contessa Potlucks, uh, which was so a dream. fun. I don't more fact, people do this. Yes. I know. And in fact, actually, um, the cooking channel wanted to send a camera crew once to, <gasps> to, to document it, but their, uh, their contract was not wasn't didn't really work with us and Andrew's sure. like that's her job is like TV contracts so it was like nothing uh, was gonna get by her so it never really happened I was like oh that could have had a I had a garden love fest oh on my, my cooking channel but that it's, was those the, those were the days that would have been incredible it, something that's sort of adjacent to that too is like how does one submit um, a question or a video for ask Ina you know how does I it know. happen I'm not sure but I think it's actually good that that Maybe it seems like that mailbox is closed a little bit. So yeah, I, think, like, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, they don't do it anymore. Mine is like, I've had enough. Hmm. I know. I know. I, could, I actually, <laughs> you know, the truth is that ever since Back to Basics, Barefoot Contessa has not been quite the same. It's sure. like the vibe of the show. Is, I still watch it, but the vibe is not as it was pre Back to Basics. And this is like peak Ina for me. Like this episode, like the way her hair curls under, like I just feel mm-hmm. like this is a very specific era of Ina that like brings me a lot of comfort. <laughs> like I yeah. just, when I picture Ina, this is what I want to picture. Now nowadays she has like the highlights. She does have highlights. She does. Yeah, because in the early, early days, her hair was actually a little kind of like, not floppy, but oh, it had like, yes. the sort, of was, sort of was like a... It had some volume, some eater. curl, yeah. Yeah, yeah some curl. But then once she started like settled into like just the straight thing like that this is Mm -hmm. this is peak Ina absolutely uh speaking of like peak Ina or just like stuff that she does all the time one of my favorite nuances is when she drains anything and it steams and she gives her classic whoa she's like (laughs) (laughs) just like facial yes (laughs) because sometimes it truly is wild yeah yeah, and there's also some, like, what I think is what makes her relatable is the way that sometimes she just sort of, like, plops everything into a sink or something. She'll be like, or just like, like, there's nothing delicate, nothing like, nothing like this is on TV. It's just sort of like, she just sort of spl- sloshes the water into yes. the sink. The steam comes up. It's either the steam or the powdered sugar. She does it with the powdered sugar, too. Oh, yes. Try not to get it all, all over the counter, you know what I mean? Or on yourself. <laughs> One of my favorite things that she throws in the sink are eggshells. She yes, whips she those things. She throws them in. <laughs> they go in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like rank them in my mind whenever she does it. It's good. Sometimes oh, it's she's, so good. she's really letting a, a lot of that frustration out uh, for whatever reason. But yeah, so this, I mean, this um, this orzo salad is just, it's orzo and then like a lemon vinaigrette, which is so simple. It's like one of my mm. go-tos. Um, and, you know, she chops up some, what does she put in here? Obviously, there's the shrimp, some scallions, some parsley, mm. fresh dill. Just fresh. Just as like. It tastes healthy. like summer, If I feel it's like. Summer, it. mm-hmm. It's summer. It feels like light. It's bright. It feels healthy, as healthy as a as a pasta dish can be, you know. Yeah, I love orzo. It's yeah. um, it's it's delicious. And there's some feta in there, some red onion, cucumbers. It's mm-hmm. it has everything you could possibly want. Off topic slightly, um, an Ina recipe because as the recipes come to me, I'm like I have to recommend them. Yeah. Uh, an Ina recipe I started to get really into in the pandemic was she has like a like a a lentil recipe. It's like a, like a French, maybe it's Provencal. It's very mustardy. It's like a mustardy lentil recipe that oh. I think is phenomenal. Just zingy and perfect. perfect nice. Perfect. I've I've not seen that or heard of that, so I will have to look that up. Look it up. It's she has a few lentil recipes, but this is the one that has like a 
it's like a packs a punch. Packs Lots of flavor with the volume yeah. turned up, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so next, Ina is on the move in her Mercedes in search of uh, for some table inspiration. Uh, she has this fun yeah. idea for a boat flag or a tablecloth. <laughs> and she grabs she grabs this American flag first. She's like, "Why do I think it's not a good idea to have lunch on an American flag?" Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she, by the way? Is she in a hardware store? What is this yeah. shop with the flags and the rope? And <laughs> where where did she wind up? I mean this mechanism I don't know what to call it she cuts this rope so she doesn't want like the you know the normal like brown brownish blonde rope that everyone knows she wants white rope so she finds it and she I don't know what it looks it's like a slingshot with like a bar on top of it it almost looks like it also sort of looks like a bottle opener but it's like yes clearly blazing hot like um it's it's like what what do you like a like a a you peel potatoes with almost yeah that sort of shape what does it sit in? Like, is it just constantly I don't know. In a, just like, like a, a flame, <laughs> a free hanging, blazing hot object? I have no I, idea. I didn't know that this is how you cut rope in a store, but I guess it makes sense because it's it like it sort of like does a it's like a car- it's a perfect it. yeah yeah. She's like, this is an interesting contraption, hmm. and then she just cuts it and and walks She's, out. She just sears the rope with this blazing hot contraption. Yes. So she got she's got what she needs, uh, and then she goes to she goes home to make this coconut cake. Mm. Um, she says this is one of her most popular recipes of all time. It started as a cupcake, and so many people emailed her to make it into a cake. This looks great. Like I mm. I don't really love like what is that called? Like the German chocolate cake. That's I don't love that. But this oh, the I'd be into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Do you do you like? I mean, you said prior to this too that you you you'd be into this. Yeah, I um I think I, I've just heard it's it's great. I, I enjoy a coconut cake. My boyfriend is not big into coconut. He doesn't like mm-hmm. the texture, so that's why this has not been like high on my you know to do list. But yeah, after see, watch rewatching it, I was like, I think I have to just make it. Make it. I'll just bring it to friends because it looks good. But it is funny that in this episode, she's like, orzo is perfect to have on the water, and then finally coconut cake. I'm like, what about this big, like frilly cake? With all this coconut, it seems yes. like it's good to be on a boat. It's hot <laughs> outside. <laughs> yeah, I would not take this cake any. It's like when no, she that's has. that's not going on a cake. The boat. Yes, I, it's like when she has um those episodes on the beach, and it's always like a windstorm. Like <laughs> always. How is... I just like I just I feel like after three of those episodes, she's like enough of this. And one of them is, a, is one of I think it's Pooch Party where the dogs oh, are on the beach party. too. So it's like a double whammy, and she's like, I'm not doing that. And she's is like stuck she... by the grill. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Is that where she made like little doggy treats? Did she do that? Little on that doggy one? treats. It's like, um, like sausage and peppers or something like that. And she has to I, make them all into it. It sounds like a uh, nightmare. No thanks. I always, I always think about also the episode where she made like a lunch for her like builders to celebrate her new house. Oh yeah. And like for de- dessert, she made them like little cookies in the shape of hammers. Yes. And I was thinking like that's so mm, cute. It's cute, but if I'm working for Ina Garten, I want the, I want like. Coconut cake. I want cake. That's true. I want like a thing. I don't want a little cookie in the shape of a hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's my. I mean, not that this will happen for either of us, but maybe you know, maybe we can dream that we're invited to her house for dinner or lunch or whatever it happens to be, and she, because that's what she likes to do. She likes to pull the like the rug out from underneath you and give you mm-hmm. something earthy, highbrow, lowbrow sort of situation. She likes, but yeah, she likes something like low key for a fancy dinner and something fancy for a low key lunch. That's yeah. She's like, when I have guests over, I, they always think I'm going to serve caviar or something, but sometimes I, I, I like, but like, she'll still do like macaroni and cheese, but like lobster macaroni and cheese, which I would, I would accept, but you're right. I want the yeah. cake. Give me the cake. I want, I want the cake. If I'm yeah. a builder, like if I'm, I'm, I built your house, give me a cake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we don't need to, <laughs> yes, exactly. We don't need to go through all this, the cake ingredients. We all know how a cake is made. Um, mm-hmm. I do love that she use, uses almond extract, though. I think that's like a nice touch. It's very interesting. I was not expecting that. I was yeah. Like, I feel Ooh, that would okay. be good, though. Not, I mean, I think there's a fine line between mm. too much. Um, but, and of course, the good vanilla. Um, okay, so Ina tells us that Barbara and Bobby live a half hour away from her. Very convenient, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like a very... It's like I hate taking notes on these sections because it's like a cutaway and then it goes back to Ina and then it's oh, a it's cutaway. Like the montage of yeah, Bobby on, the, on the boat, right? Bobby's on the boat. I feel like Bobby. Bobby was probably like a looker back in the days. He looks like now he looks like Joe Biden yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he um, does. 
Yeah, but yeah, maybe he like he gives like a little bit of a Harry Dubin vibe. If we're gonna go sure, back to the sure, yes, of course, you know? yes, uh, and he's just kind of you know taking the buoys out of the water and. What is Ina doing? Uh, she's, you know, I think she's, she's making the cake. She's making right? the cake. There's really like not much time here. is passing. Like, like the cake time is passing. So in order to like, in a modern Ina, Ina Garden recipe, they would just do like that annoying clock where they're like, <gasps> yes, ding. But now yes. they're like, wait. But back then they were like, we want to be more creative. Let's see Bobby getting his boat ready. You know, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but I think now's a good time to just talk about the music of the Barefoot Contessa. Like just that sort of jaunty. It's like, dun, 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 dun. like that's when like she's like kind of walking. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many good like tracks like that. The theme song is great, but there's so many the backing tracks. And in fact, this episode, there was like a backing track at one point. that was like, I don't think I know this one. I Oh, we'll talk about it. It is. It is yeah. truly crazy because I've never heard it. The other one that I like is um, I feel like it's when she's finishing up a recipe. It's like dun dun dun. Boom, yes. Ba, ba, sugar, yes. Da, da. <laughs> it's so oh, good. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah, so it, good. it really does add to it. There's also yeah. like a dun 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 dun. Which I forget when they usually. That one's usually when the guests arrive. Maybe I feel like it's guests are arriving or. Oh, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. She's out on the town. Or it's like we're wrapping. It all gets used in different places, you know. Yes, and then there's like the. There's like the really chill one, which I, I it's hard for me to hum them, but like there's one that's like do I'm not gonna do it. Again. I know it's something. Like, it's, it's like, like a beat. <laughs> it's like a beat and a tone. It's like a little. It's like a subtle like percussion. It's I usually it's the, it. it usually scores a moment when she's adding like a teaspoon of salt and a tablespoon of olive oil <laughs> and just, just a crack boom, of black boom, pepper. Boom. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I, I mean, we know it's sort it. of like quietly arrives. It's like quiet. And then all of a sudden like quietly arrives mm-hmm. and then it's like, there, just like scoring, but it's, it's not as, it's not as like, it has no piano. It's not like one of the big piano pieces. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be on the lookout for it. You'll know it. Like it's in every it episode. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. like to this I'm day, sure it's, it's just to out the... of my head right now. But the moment we stop recording, we're going to, it has like, a non-distinct melody. It's not, it has a non-distinct melody, which is why it's hard to hum. I'm like determined to remember it. It'll probably may, may, I'll try to remember it before the end of the episode. But even even so, we'll we'll find it somewhere. Um, and, and there's also yeah. the one that goes. What is it? It goes. It's the one that um, usually gets takes us to commercial. It goes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it usually yes, ends like um, that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's always that wind up where it it goes. And then commercial, but um. I can I can feel that like crescendo. Yeah. It's like everyone in the band's moving, and then it's like, yeah. It's next, so I'm gonna good. go home and make a coconut cake, and then it's like swell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just takes us right there to commercial. So good. there's great. so many of them. Well, while we try to recall what that is, let's let's talk about this roasted eggplant dip. I thought this is more. I mean, it's technically baba ganoush, but it's not. You know, it's like yeah, it has like it's baba ganoush with like the volume turned up. So. She peels some eggplants. In it is also red onion, red pepper. What else? Some garlic, mm-hmm. cayenne um, as well. Yeah, I remember. I was because it's like baba, but it's like, um, but it's, but it has the red peppers and all that stuff. So it was more in the. It was like baba plus, and you know, and like yeah. by the way, like very good on her because you know she called it an egg roasted eggplant dip back in two thousand. This was like two thousand eight or nine. Yes, and nowadays, like a lot of chefs have gotten in trouble for sort of just. A, culturally appropriating recipes like a baba ganoush when it's like not that at all and being like oh it's baba ganoush it's like what are you talking about and she just was like it's eggplant dip and yes. she kept it as eggplant dip appropriately named when we make it um at least how my boyfriend makes it like he just throws like the entire eggplant on a sheet pan like with the skin mm-hmm. and like you just roast the hell out of it until it looks like a deflated football and then mm-hmm. you just like cut it up and put in the, the but I I mean I do like the way she did it but I would have kept the skin on I feel like there's a lot of flavor there uh, that she's missing out on that was my the only complaint with this yeah for sure yeah. and really everything else is kind of there I don't know if there's lemon juice in this I think the way that he makes it is like just eggplant tahini lemon juice and garlic I think there's lemon mm-hmm. juice I don't know uh, but this looks great I mean I would eat this in a heartbeat it looks great and you know clean hands she gives it, looked, it a toss yeah it looked great by the way I noticed that um, they spelled pita p-i-t-t-a is that 
was that a typo or was that? Like I didn't a, notice that. A non-standard spelling. I noticed that in the opening credits for Peter Triangles. Do you watch with sub subtitles on, or did it say like, was it like a? No, no. It just said like uh, on the recipe on the Chiron it said or something. Peter. Yeah. Interesting. Well, someone got fired. Um, and, but this Barbara is, Lieberman. It was Barbara all along. She's like, it's um, spelled with two cheese, yeah. Yes. Um, and this is where the funky music is. As she's putting the eggplant in the oven, it's like this warped, psychedelic guitar music. And she's she's ironing the napkins. <laughs> That's like the underscore for her ironing these napkins. Yeah. And this is where I felt like I detected some shade towards Angela. Yes, take it away. Know, when people talk about tablescapes, I'm like, ah. Oh. It's too much. I don't remember the exact quote, but she basically like shaded tablescapes. And I was like, wow, Ina, because like Food Network is known for putting a lot of tablescapes. She also, it was also on Below Deck, all the Below Decks, there's a lot of talk about tablescapes on Below Deck. Ooh, so. I'm not a Below Deck gal, but I, I've heard good things. Again, yeah, one great. of the things in the Bravo sphere that I need to get into. The quote when she, she says, when people talk, start talking about things like tablescapes, it drives me crazy. I like a real nice table, but it's got to be something simple and something I can do. But I will say this. She's done some like pretty elaborate tables. I feel like she could. She she's has. eaten her words over the years. You know what I mean? And then she goes like to tie this knot on the napkin from like the rope she got. So like, I yeah, know. It's, like it's you, not as. You went to a boat yeah. store. You went to a boat store and, and seared off rope. So you're treading a pretty thin line, Ina, yes. when you're talking about And dare I say, I actually think she should have gone with the normal rope because that, like, the white and blue, yes, fits the nautical theme, but it's like that white rope is like on the that nose. fake synthetic. It's like synthetic. Yes. And I felt like it should have been, like, it should have been the blonde, natural yes. you know, rope. I would love to. She, like, I wish she would have, like, taken the iron to, like, singe it off. You know what I mean? She's like, I don't mm. have that tool, but I'll use this. Because she had a hard time cutting that with the scissors. She was, it was and it synthetic. got all frayed. And it got yes. all frayed, which is why, you know, that's why you see why you have to, bur to burn it. Yes. I do love how when she, she makes one of the napkins and then it's almost like she's talking to the camera guy. She's like, let's see if I can remember how to do the first one. She like forgets how to do it and kind of yes. laughs to herself and says, I'm going to need a daiquiri after this. Hmm. But that's uh, actually, true. that's what I love about her is like that moment where you feel like she yes. really did forget. Like, cause that's, that's what happened to me. I'm like, oh, I did it great. I'm like, wait, now, how do I do that again? <laughs> yeah, that's also, what was doing. she in a doorway? What was going on with that scene? I felt like she was like propped up her ironing board in a doorway. It was so bizarre. Yes. Cause I mean, I'm obsessed with finding out like the layout of Ina's house, like in a non-creepy way. I'm just curious. I love people's yeah. houses. So like, and I was looking like back beyond there and there's just like a single chair in the corner of a room <laughs> I know. but i we rarely see the upstairs so i don't know if she was upstairs it was not a corner that i recognized You're i know right. i was like is this in the house or is it in the new barn that she shoots her shows in now like yeah, i was I like wonder... is it like i felt like it was the house i feel like it was still the house if i was doing my you know my homework i feel like i would know like the exact moment that that barn was built but i i don't know i feel like it was pre-barn though for sure yeah yeah i think so um Okay, so now Ina's in the pantry. I love this moment here. So her collar's popped again. It deflated, mm -hmm. and now it's back up. And she says, I know there are all these fancy drinks between the sheets. <laughs> I never know what they are. Like, I like the classics. I just love, like, the hands as she goes from side to side. She's like, this, this. Yes. How easy is that? <laughs> oh, I love between that's the such sheets. a good observation. I've never noticed that, but she totally does. Oh, like, yeah. A little choreo yes. every time. Oh, th she this does is that all this the is time. exactly it. She goes boats, Caribbean. Yes. It's got to be a rum-based drink. <laughs> <laughs> Not that anyone can see it, but we all know Ina's hands. Yeah, her cocktails are they do they are pretty classic. However, she does have the juice of was a juice of many flowers or juice of few flowers. That I would say is not a classic. That or I don't think maybe it is yes. a classic. I don't know. But I, was I mean, say, first of know? all, I this is the third I've done. I think this is the third week in a row that there's been a rum-based drink. I actually hate rum, like spiced rum. I, it's like the only liquor that I just like, I will drink it if it's the only thing there, but I prefer like anything else. But she loves a dark rum, um, and yeah. this is this is certainly one of them. And by the way, her margarita recipe. If people okay, are ever what? looking to make margaritas, just go to Ina Garten's margarita recipe. It, it is, it's perfect. It's perfect. Nice. She does a good margarita, and little bonus, her lemonade recipe, her fresh squeezed lemonade. Ooh. If you ever like what, how, like what proportions of lemon and, and sugar, it hits. As nice. the kids say, it yeah, slaps. It slaps. <laughs> <laughs> it slaps every time. I love that. I mean, I will say, speaking of this, um, 
Speaking of lemon juice, this this uses lime juice. It's a cup and a half of lime juice. She must have juiced like a lot. 75 limes to get that. Well, she's it, got that little juicer that's been putting on oh, many yes. hours on, I know. on her show. She's never... You know, it's like, oh, it's going hard. That and uh, the coffee maker that's in the background. It's a very plain, mm. humble coffee maker. And I, I always just want her to have, like, you know, a full espresso bar in the back. But maybe she doesn't like coffee as much no, as we that, think. That's too much for her. That, yeah. I think that's, she would not do an espresso. She's like, Jeffrey would blow it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would uh, just do a French press. Yeah, that's true. A simple French press with Barbara on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so she she packs up the drink and like one of those you know the, the Chinese food soup containers that she always has. Yes. Uh, so now we're at the dock, and this is where really the whole the party begins. Yeah. And Ina says, "Who wants a daiquiri, Barbara? You don't get any." <laughs> <laughs> it's so cutthroat, and she's like, "And Jeffrey gets two, which I thought was sweet." <laughs> Well, I uh, thought it was that Bobby and Bobby didn't get any because he was he was the he was the yes, captain, right? He's, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And Ina is just like <clears throat> she's like running through every single line she has. She's like, "Thank you so much for this gorgeous setting. Oh my god, it's the best! I can't wait to get on that boat." Like she just—that's <laughs> literally what she says. It's it's like because everyone's drinking their drink, and I feel like yeah. she has. She feels like she has to say something. I just want to bask in the space. sun. Is one yeah, of her lines. She just. Yeah, she's she's like I can't wait to bask in the sun. I'm like, Ina, you're on a tugboat, okay? Yeah, and she's, <laughs> yeah, she's and she cannot stop laughing. Like I've never heard someone laugh so much over serving orzo. She's like, orzo, anyone? <laughs> you want a plate? <laughs> yes, the nervous laugh. And Jeffrey's yeah. like, I'm waiting here very patiently. He's like the last one to be served, and she's like, Shut yes. up, Jeffrey. Um, so Jeffrey asks who the second mate is. And everyone says, like, you are, Jeffrey. And Ina's like, well, we're in trouble if he's the second mate. And then she adds, and then she, like, everyone, like, calms down. And then she's like, we're in big trouble. She had to say, like, one more thing to just, like. <laughs> just uh, put, a, put a button on it. Yes. You know? And then the cake is served. We find out that this is Barbara's favorite cake, Ben. Oh. Yes. So Barbara was sort of like, was it sort of like, make me resent the cake a little bit. I know. I, I forgot like about I it until right now. Yeah. makes me feel like I don't want to do a different dessert, but Barbara's like, really? Because I really like your coconut cake. And we kind of are taking you on our boat. So I yes. don't know, but do what you want to do. Total Barbara move. Yes, mm-hmm. I can I, I can see that. And then Jeffrey chimes in with, you know, with a zinger. He's like, here's what I don't get. Barbara's going to get a big piece, and then she's going to lose three pounds during the time she's eating it. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, that sounds like Barbara. Doesn't Ina say she's going to lose weight while she's eating or something like that? Or while she's thinking about it. While she's thinking yeah, something, about it. Yeah, something like that. And Barbara's just like, you know, Barbara's angry because she's like these jealous, yeah. jealous bitches. She's like, she's like, I'm taking this whole cake home. Uh, so, yeah. And then this is where we get the cake. They get the cake and it's anchors away. We get some foot. This is like truly it's a good ending to this episode. It's like it's so Ina. They're they're like the boat is taking off. No one's talking. She's just rambling away. She's like the day doesn't get any better. The company doesn't get any better. She laughs as she chews. Isn't this fabulous? Okay, Bobby, can we keep going? And then she just what does she say? I think she says like to Paris. Oh, yeah. How about all the way to Paris? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like the most like. Hamptons lady yes. thing to say like let's take this tugboat to Paris yes hopped up on those God rum bless. cocktails she's like we're not coming back bye I feel like that's to the camera crew you know what I mean yeah it's not really to us there's also by the way there was it's kind of a it was kind of a funny menu because like the the lime daiquiris coconut that makes sense lime coconut it is kind of almost tropical yeah but then you go kind of Middle Eastern with your dip and then maybe no more entree. Central Mediterranean. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's lunch. It's fine, but it's kind of, it is a little bit, doesn't quite make sense. And like the tropical thing is funny because it's like, it looks cold out. I think half of them are in like vests mm-hmm. and they're on a tugboat. Like there's nothing, there's nothing tropical or, <laughs> or like remotely sunny about this, even though it is a sunny day. Yeah, it's it seems like one of those like cold in the shade kind of days, but they're by the water mm-hmm. and it's windy and it's like every, yeah, early April. It's like yes. early April, Eastern Long Island. I can say I can see that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So then they they just sail off. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> just, it's it's great. Uh, they just sail out of frame, and one just has to hope they make it back. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 
Oh my gosh. Well, I guess if Ina is setting sail to France, I guess it is high time that we we say bon voyage ourselves. Uh, yes. Ben, where can uh, people find more of you? Well, out in uh, the, the watch out in the world, the Watch or Crappens podcast is available uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we are currently not on tour, but um, we often do a tour at least once a year, if not twice yeah. a year. So keep an ear out if we go all across the country when that happens. Um, my Instagram is at Ben Mandelker, same for my Twitter. And then the podcast is at Watch What Crappens on Instagram and at What Crappens on Twitter, because Twitter does not allow a handle that's long enough to say at Watch What Crappens. <sighs> So oh, that's uh, annoying. That's annoying. Yeah. We just Google. We're we're pretty easily accessible. Googleable, yes. Well, this was a blast. Thank you again for being here. Come back anytime you like. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know, this was a pleasure. It's like I am starving. I told you before the podcast I, I know. haven't had lunch yet and I'm starving, but it is worth it to spend an hour talking about our queen Ina Garten. It truly is. Thank you again and uh we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. So that is all I have for you this week. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Special thanks to Ben Mandelker for being our extra special guest this week. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic that also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other two podcasts these days, The Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, where I am covering the current All-Stars 7 season of RuPaul's Drag Race with my good pal Amanda Kaczynski, and of course my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast with Colin Drucker. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.